welcome to Bangor Community Church Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed today as you hear the Word of God. So, amen. Going to pray this morning. Hallelujah. God, we just thank you and we praise you, Lord God, for your word this morning to us. I thank you that your word is life. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord, that every word that comes out of my mouth this morning is anointed and it's appointed by you, Holy Spirit, and that you'd build us and you'd form us, that we would walk and work together in your kingdom in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. So um, I just really want to talk into this week. Um, I heard the pod, well, I'm not sure if the podcast is out, but I heard of Philip Johnson's message last week. Who was here last week? Wasn't it great? Just talking about that, the river flowing in the house and, and in our lives. And, and that is what, I mean, who sensed that this morning from the very first song? Who sensed the difference? Amen. The rivers are flowing in this house and this, they're flowing here because of you. It's because of all of us. Isn't that right? It's because we are flowing. And imagine, you know, the more that we're flowing, the more the, the rivers in the house are going to increase that rivers of living water, Holy Ghost flowing out of us, getting things done. So an awesome word, and um, Philip is just such a Holy Ghost man. And I, I've always, from the very first time that I heard him, I just recognized that in him. And so I knew it was going to be good. And we'll have him back to the house again in the future. But I just believe, you know, God is leading us into a new season at the moment. It's a new season for this church. It's a new season, what God's doing, you know, in churches and around the world. But this morning I'm talking about us. I'm talking about Bangor Community Church. Where an old season has passed, a new season has begun. And, you know, when you go into a new season, you can't take the old season with you. Paul says you forget what is behind. You can build on what's behind, but you've got to press on into new things. You'll never experience the behind God in your new season unless you leave behind what was, you know, then. Um, as people get older and older in the Lord, you start to find their language change and they're talking about the glory days, the good old days. So if you're around somebody and all the talk about is the good old days, then, you know, that, that just happens. It's part of life. It talk, oh, wasn't it awesome? Oh, we sang these songs, and this should happen, and this move of God was awesome and everything. Well, who wants a fresh move of God? Amen? Who wants a fresh? Because we're not in those days. And that, that move is gone. Whatever has happened in this house before, it's gone. Isn't that right? It's gone, but God has fresh things, new things in store for this house, new move of God, and we're in it. Amen? And it's exciting. And so that's why the leadership have really felt to call this week of prayer and fasting. And it's five days prayer and fasting from Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday is a coming together. Every day we're inviting the church to fast. I'll speak a bit about that in just a minute. We're inviting you all to fast. But it's a gathering together. A gathering together of the church. An appointed fast. You know, there's times when God will lead you into a personal fast for different things. Um, you can have a personal fast to, to break bondages in your life, a personal fast to find direction in your life. Maybe go into a personal fast, you know, because you're fasting for your family or somebody in your family. There's different reasons, you know, or fast for revival in your life. But this is a corporate fast. This is a fast that we're entering into together. 
and we've called that leadership, we've called that, we're going into it together. So it's a joint fast, it's coming together. And you know, since about middle of last week, that song has been coming up in my heart. We're gathering together unto him. Who remembers that old song? We're gathering together unto him. Unto him shall the gathering of the people be. We're gathering together unto him. Does anybody remember that? Unto him shall the gathering of God's people be. We are gathering together unto him. Who remembers that song? A few. That's what's happening. We're gathering together. We're coming together. And I've said before, you know, the spirit, the Antichrist spirit is doing anything to, to stop us coming together. That Antichrist spirit, stop us coming together. But you can't stop the church coming together. We're gathering together onto him. We're gathering together onto him. It's onto him. Shall the gathering of God's people be? We are gathering together onto him. Amen. You know, that's just boldness there, just me singing a solo. That is bold. God had to really shake me up because, you know, I don't have a voice like Lydia over there or some of you. But hallelujah, I have a voice. I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it. We're gathering together unto him. I cannot tell you the importance of this week for this house. Such a important, pivotal, crucial time in the spirit. In this new move, in this new season where God has taken us. Um, Joel and chapter 2. Joel chapter 2 and verse 15 to 16. I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says, Blow the trumpet in Zion. Consecrate a fast. Call a sacred assembly. So this is what the elders are doing. Consecrate a fast. Call a sacred assembly. We're not calling unbelievers here. This is not a week for unbelievers. This is not a week where we're saying, Go bring the honoring. No, this is the gathering of the saints. This is a gathering of the church. This is a gathering unto him. Gather the people, verse 16 says. Sanctify the congregation. Assemble the elders. Gather the children and nursing babes. And you know what? I'm asking you, bring the children. Bring them. If you can't get them out every night, bring them some nights. And nursing babes. Well, we've one or two, one, maybe two nursing babes in the house. Bring them. Bring the nursing babes. Get them in the anointing. Get them in the place of prayer. They're going to catch something. They'll catch it from us. You know, the, when we prayed two weeks ago, we were, we read out a prophetic word and it says, it was saying, let us be the pattern. Let us be the pattern for the children. We are the pattern for the children. They've got to see us. They've got to see us praying together. They've got to see us seeking the face of God together. They've got to see us lifting our hands onto the Lord and singing with all of our heart and all of our might onto the Lord. We are the pattern for them. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm the pattern for the children. 
Turn to your other neighbor and say, I am the pattern for the children. Turn to somebody else and say, dear, help them. <laughs> no. <laughs> so we are the pattern for the children. And you know, it's the heart of this house just to raise up the, the children. This next generation, generations, if Jesus tarries, it's so, so important from us that they're empowered. They're empowered that they, you know, they get from us. There's a handing from us onto them, amen, that we're right behind them. And we're saying, come on, God's got great things for you. God's got a great plan for your life. God's got a great plan for your lives. Joshua in 3 and 5, you remember when Joshua took over from Moses and they were going to go cross over the Jordan into Canaan, into the promised land. It's Verse 5 says, sanctify consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Sanctify, consecrate yourselves. So I see this week as a time of coming together and seeking God's presence. We're not coming to seek God's direction. We're coming to seek him. We're gathering together unto him. Seeking his presence. Seeking, you know, the priorities. Getting our priorities in order. He's first in our life. Amen? We're going to start each night, you know, as we do like on a Tuesday night. We'll start with a praise or worship song. And normally we have keyboards throughout, playing throughout that time. And that just helps that atmosphere. And uh, we're just going to follow the Lord. If we want to kneel at our chair and we want to pray, if we want to lay down in the presence and pray, and if we just want to, I'm believing there's just going to be a heavy atmosphere that we bring here this week, that anointing, that corporate anointing, that's going to be strong on Monday, but by the time we get to Friday, it's going to be stronger. Amen. I'm excited about this week. The other thing I'm asking you to do is that we're going to read a chapter on courage, and, and I'd love of all of us, youth as well, to read a chapter um each one of us to read one chapter a day, but the same chapter. So I'm asking, and we'll put it out on the announcements app, I'm asking that tomorrow that we read Matthew chapter 4. So if you're taking notes, please choose or put notes in your phone. Tomorrow we're going to read Matthew chapter 4. Tuesday it's going to be Matthew chapter 5. Wednesday chapter 6. Thursday, Matthew 7. Friday, Matthew 8, Saturday, Matthew 9, and ending on Sunday, Matthew chapter 10. And imagine if we all got involved in reading that same chapter together. And then as we come, we're going to be praying into the chapter that we've read. We're going to be led in prayer, but we're going to be all, we've read the same thing that day, and we're going to be praying. And I'm just so excited about this week um, for, for all that God has. If you turn to Matthew in chapter 6 again, I'm going to read here in the New King, King James Version, Matthew in chapter 6. And verse, starting in verse 16, it says, Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face. So I'm telling you, wash your face this week. Regularly wash that face. 
And so that you do not appear to be men to be fastened, but to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Now, we're not doing a secret fast because I've already told you we're fasting. We're this joint fast. That's more when you're doing a, you know, a secret, um, a private fast. That you're told to keep that to yourself. Do it privately. And don't go around, you know, with this white face. Ladies, if you have to put more makeup on. The guys, if you have to slap your cheeks or something. And you're waking up and freshen up and everything. But you, you know, you're fasting unto the Lord in secret. And fasting with prayer. Remember, it's not fasting on its own. But when you put fasting with prayer in dinner, it's powerful. Absolutely powerful. And when you take the time... You know, maybe when you're cooking dinners or the time that, you know, you would be eating your meal and you'd be doing dishes and you put that and you take that time, put it in prayer and take then a little bit of extra time that you can gather and put it into prayer. And that time when we come in the evening, it's going to be um, an awesome time. Now, you may say, well, I've not fasted before. So just a few just pointers in that. If you've not fasted before, um, you could try doing a partial fast or you could try a full day fast. If you really want to try this fasting thing, and we're going to show you a little video clip. of It's about eight minutes long and just a minute, and that will give us more information on fasting. But if you really want to say, I really want to try this fasting with prayer, I encourage you, try a full day, a full day fast. So, for instance, from, from the time the sun goes down tonight, I will be fasting. And I have chosen to fast full right through to Wednesday evening. And after the Wednesday night prayer meeting, I will eat a meal. Thursday I'll fast and I'll eat a meal after Thursday night. Friday I will fast all day and I'll eat a meal after Friday night. You are not bound and there's no legalism in fasting. Okay, so all relax now. But seek the Lord as to what he wants you to do. Okay, so if you're going to try this fasting, why don't you encourage you to Start with me tonight, after when sun comes down tonight, you're thinking of Pastor Karen, you're going into your full fast, and you fast all day tomorrow, come to the meeting tomorrow night, and then at the end of the meeting, the sun will be probably gone, then you can eat. That'll be one, your first maybe full day fast. And then you could go through the rest of the week, um, you know, depending on your work, if it's a heavy labor or whatever, you may want to eat a light lunch, skip your meal until after prayer and then eat your meal for the rest of the days. So there's different ways to do it. Now, you've got to be wise. If you're diabetic, it's not good to skip your food, okay? If you've got another medical condition that you have to eat your food, then you're not bound. You do that. Don't be silly about things. But then I would encourage you in this, don't go eating all the stuff you love. Just eat the food to keep your body going, right? Because that's a fast unto the Lord. So further, who's excited? Who's going to try maybe this and or push yourself further than you've ever been before? We should always be pushing ourselves on further, isn't that right? Um, so just quickly, I want to play, um, it's just eight minutes Chris is going to put on. Now this, this man, Elmer Towns, he, he, Towns he's founded a university um, and there's so many thousands go to this Liberty University. And he's one of the people that speak at the Global Church Network Conference that I told you about that's happened in, in October. The last time we were at it, he taught a segment on fasting 
I have so I couldn't keep up. So many notes. It was so fresh, and I was just looking at that. Look, looked him up and found this, and I thought I'm going to play this because there's something in his life, and he has fasted so much and written a few books. So I hope you get something from this. Go ahead, Chris. Hello, I'm Elmer Pounds. I'm Dean of the Global Pastors Network and Dean here of the School of Religion at Liberty University. And in this course, we are discussing fasting. One of the reasons I'm the teacher is because I wrote this book called Fasting for Spiritual Breakthrough. This week, it's among the top 2% of all of the sellers on Amazon.com. And I came back and wrote a second little book called Those Who Are Going to Begin, Beginner's Guide. And this week, it's among the top 5% of all of the books in the world. Dr. Paul Well and I, who is Chancellor of Liberty University, wrote this book telling stories of people who are fasting. Fasting can change your life. And then two other books on fasting. A small little book called Fasting for Financial Breakthrough, when you have money problems. And then a last one called Knowing God, the Intimacy of Fasting. Let's get right to the lesson. In this entire series, we're going to talk about Christian fasting, not dieting, not secular fasting. We're going to talk about how you can fast. We're going to talk about the purpose of fasting, why you should fast. And we're going to talk about the different biblical ways to fast. One of the reasons my book is so, so well on fasting is not because I'm a good author, but because they are Bible studies of what God has to say. Now, when we say fasting, let's get right into our first lesson, which is, what is fasting? And there's our definition. Fasting is a Christian discipline. It's a non-required discipline that, first of all, alters your diet. It eliminates food and or drink. And you don't fast to lose weight. You fast for a biblical purpose. And your fasting is accompanied by prayer. Now, when we talk about fasting, there's a man on the screen, Dr. Ron Phillips. I wrote my book on fasting and sent him a typed copy. And a couple of days later, I got this phone call. You're a dirty dog. I said, who's calling me a dirty dog on the phone? He said, Towns, you're a dirty dog. This is Ron Phillips. I said, Ron, what's the problem? He said, you sent me this book and I can't put it down. I'm at the Southern Baptist Convention. I should be in committee work in General Assembly, and it's got me in the room reading. You've got to come to my church and preach on fasting. He said, when? He said, I want you to do an all-day Saturday seminar. I said, no one's going to come and listen to a man tell him not to eat all day Saturday. He said, I guarantee I'll have 800 there. Well, he had 154 because he asked him to come and fast. Jumped up. And I spoke all day on fasting, and when I got finished, he got so excited, he jumped up, and he said to the people, I want one person here to be fasting every day of the month for this church. And as a result, he got several people, matter of fact, 123 people, filled out a card that they would fast every day. He put a lady in charge of fasting, and he said, we just finished a revival evangelistic crusade. We only had 12 people forward. Let's fast and pray until revival comes. And they began fasting every day, many people on Sundays and Wednesdays, and eight or nine months later they had a revival. Instead of 12, they had 998 decisions for Christ. 
That church that was averaging 1,000 to 1,200 when they began fasting has grown spiritually. Today they have four to 5,000. Watch my hands. It takes two wings to fly. It takes two legs to walk, and it takes two rails on which to run a train. And a church must fast, but at the same time, you must have facts and organization. You must pray, but you must have good programs. So let's go right to see what God has done. Now, this is the church that they're building in Bacchabee. It's a $26 million church because the church has fasted. The first kind of fast is a normal fast, sometimes called a juice fast because you drink juice while you're fasting. There's a picture of Bill Bright, the founder of Campus Crusade. He's gone on 10 fasts every year leading up to Easter, and 10 times he's been on a juice fast. Have you been on a 40-day juice fast? The second kind of fast is an absolute fast. No water, no solids, nothing. But let me say, the water, is, the body is, oh, 75, 85% water, so you can't go more than you'll die. Days on one of these fasts or you'll harm yourself. If you go seven days without water, you'll die. A partial fast is when you eliminate part of your diet. You may eat uh, just meat or one meal a day. Some people call this the Daniel fast. There's a picture of Daniel who fasted on a regular basis. And if you remember, God set him apart because he began his ministry with a 10-day Daniel fast. The Wesley fast changed the face of the world because one generation after John Wesley, the Methodist church went from nothing to the largest church in the world. And John Wesley would fast 10 days, nothing but bread and water, until he would pull all of his pastors together in conference and it was there. They got the vision, they got the power, they got the impetus. And he would fast for power. And I like to say, what was preached with power, these young men went out around the world and preached again with power. And it was fasting and prayer that gave the great impetus to the Methodist church revival that changed the world. The fifth fast is called the rotation fast. You start with an absolute fast for one day to eliminate the body of all poisons. And then each day you, you take one of the food groups to determine a rash, allergic, what's making you sick. Mayo Clinic is what it's called. This is called the Mayo Clinic because they use this fast in their exploration to determine or their diagnosis to determine what are the causes of some of your problem. The last one is the supernatural fast. This is a fast where Moses fasted for 40 days. No water, no drink. Only God can do that. That's a miracle. He fasted and God, of course, changed the face of the world because of Moses. Now it's your turn. I want you to look at Joel 2, 12 to 14. And why did God tell his people to fast? Now, God says, turn to me with all your... Return fasting with weeping, with mourning. Rend your heart, not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, of great kindness. He, and see if he will relent from doing harm. Who knows if he will turn and relent and leave a blessing behind, a grain offering, a drink offering for the Lord your God. And ask yourself the question, what is the main reason why you fast? You fast to know God. 
And then ask yourself, what kind of fast would be best for me and how can I start? Now, God bless you as you fast, as you seek him, and as you continue your study. Amen. That help? So there's a whole course he has on fasting. And um, I was really excited about that because God had put it in my heart, you know, if this church really gets back to praying and fasting. And it was a couple of days ago, and I was just, you know, praying about things and strategy and stuff. I thought, if you, Holy Spirit, you start touching hearts here. And imagine maybe I took one day a week, and I'd fast one day a week. Maybe that was a Monday. And somebody else would take a Tuesday, and somebody else would take a Wednesday. And this whole, and a whole week would be covered here. That we'd have somebody in this body of people fasting one day a week. And then when I listened to this yesterday, I thought, wow, there's the same strategy. So I believe we're on to something, amen? I believe God's got great things. And, he, you know, we know that God has a great plan for us to walk in, to go forward in this new season, to build upon. And it's only going to be by prayer and fasting. This is how the church was birthed. Mum and dad praying, fasting. It was all part of their, the whole, their whole ministry. How it was brought prayer with fasting. Prayer with fasting, as you've heard them speak about that many times before. Hallelujah. So encouraging. Who's excited? You know, I can, as a pastor, I can encourage you to come, encourage you to take part, but I know on coming here today, I says, Holy Ghost, only you can stir the heart. Only you can impart. And I believe in Holy Ghost, who's a pastor of this church, will stir in hearts here this morning. Amen. Praise God. Thank you for joining us. We look to God that he will direct your steps and blessings through this week. For more information, visit us at bangercommunitychurch.co.uk or find us on Facebook.